You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. The Africa Growth and Opportunity Act is up for discussion over the next few days with some calls for it to be turned into a longer-term pact. So where has the benefit principally been for South Africa and, more importantly, what do we want to achieve? First up on the program is Dr. Kingsley Makubela, Director at Risk Recon and a former ambassador. So firstly, how has AGOA specifically benefited this country since its inception? Well, it has been good to a very large extent, Jeremy, because it allows South Africa to import certain goods into the American market duty-free. And the American market is quite huge. The economy of the U.S. is huge. And the appetite for consumption in the United States is huge. The spending power of the American is quite huge. So it provides very good opportunities, very sustainable markets in terms of sending things. It's not one of those markets that are periodic. Even during the, the difficult times, it remains very strategic because of the spending powers of the Americans. Are you able to tell us what products have specifically thrived under the Act? Well, the motor industry has been doing very well. About three, four years ago, you know, because South Africa exports the left-hand drive, uh, motor vehicles to the U.S., particularly the, the BMW X3 that has been assembled in this country and exported in the U.S. The C-Class Mercedes-Benz has done very well. When the X3 a few years ago, they started to export to the U.S. market, actually the defects of uh, those cars were zero rated. There were no defects which really met the FDA standard and really surpasses anyone. Because in the motor industry, you do find very minor defects that are not critical. But in terms of that, uh, South African products mm. were doing well. And there was a big praise for the South African labor force and the quality of the labor uh, responsible for assembling them. So that has been a very big one. The agricultural sector has done very well. And, and I know, uh, Jeremy, now there's a concern that the Americans should expand the goods into the, the market. I don't think it's realistic at this time to expect that, particularly when the U.S. is going through elections. You know, the agricultural lobby in the U.S. is is quite big. It has been, to a large extent, opposed to some of this duty-free. But because of the appetite of the American and the, the demands in the market, it's not a problem now. Considering the current trade landscape then, what outcomes would be ideal for South Africa? I think one thing that South Africa has to be very firm about during this discussion, I know there's a review of the geopolitical tension that exists. It's really to avoid the either or, that you you deal with the Americans or you deal with the Chinese. I think both markets are too uh, critical for South Africa. But I think the American market, because it's not a charitable thing, it's because there's a demand in the U.S., and it's because these products that are going into the U.S. in turn, they, they help South Africa. But one of the issues that the Americans are going to be firm this time around is around corruption, because it's part of the conditions of the services that uh, the government must be able to deal with corruption. And we've seen uh, really corruption spiraling out of control. You may have seen now the president is deploying the military to deal with the construction mafia. I think there's pressure really to deal with both corruption at the government level private sector and the lawlessness that is starting to really emerge within our economic sector. So those are the issues that the American would expect. I think what we would expect is to have a bilateral relations 
as South Africa within their GOA framework that is not influenced with how South Africa deals with other partners, including how we deal with the U.S., the European Union, how we deal with China, how we deal with Russia, because the U.S. does business with all these uh, global powers. So we must be able to really affirm our position about that. And how do we do that? How, how do we navigate that fine line, for instance, between China and the United States, where there are competing ideologies? You recall uh, sometimes last year, August, I think when Secretary Blinken was here, he launched a document that is called the U.S. Strategy Towards Sub-Saharan Africa. And if you look at that document, part of what the Americans have decided to do is that they are going to manage and try to communicate what they think are negative behavior of China and Russia. Those are purely ideological at a certain level. But I think what we need to be firm about is the trade between the United States and China. For instance, it's huge. Take the semiconductor market. Semiconductor market is half a trillion that the U.S. buys, half a trillion dollars that the U.S. buys from China. Why can't we do that? Why can't we have similar trade arrangement? The U.S. buys about 14, 20% of its uranium from Russia for it's a, a energy sector, and they buy 14% of that is enriched uranium. And they continue to do that, despite this tension that exists. It's how do we manage the global tension and really focus on what is strategic for the country. I think what South Africa should resist in this case, and should resist the same if China or Russia raises this, is to come up with this idea of either or. And I think at a political level requires some level of uh, backbone because countries like India are succeeding in doing this. Uh, now Saudi Arabia is succeeding. So I think we need to reassert ourselves at the bilateral level. The problem is that South Africa has been communicating cold and hot air about a host of issues without making it quite clear. And in the process, opening itself for more lobby and for more indirect, actually, blackmail. So far, Jeremy, you recall, I haven't had the Americans saying that they're going to stop the AGOA preferential treatment for Sarafi. It has been something that emerges out of here. And I think to a large extent, it has to do with competition of business. Those who are dealing with China and Russia and those who are dealing with the U.S. The Americans haven't said that. They haven't like made anyone quite open. But we know the Americans use uh, the economic diplomacy very well. I'm going to leave it there, Dr. Kingsley. Uh, Makubela, thank you very much indeed.